Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1,848. Be prepared to be inspired. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah. Today, I'm in the beautiful city of Antwerp in Belgium with a very special guest by the name of Bart Kirkens. Bart, welcome to Cars Yeah. Do you have it in gear? And are you ready to release the clutch? I'm ready. I'm ready as well. Listen, before I give you a proper introduction, I would love for you to share one little thing with our listeners that maybe most people may not know about you, Bart. Oh, that's a, that's a tricky question to start with already. Um, most people struggle to pronounce my last name, that's for sure. And what it means, Kerkens, uh, but in, in Dutch, Kerken is, is a little chicken. Oh. So we call a little chicken, we call it a Kerken. So okay. um, mo- most people don't know, of course, unless you live here. So it was always a funny thing when I was, when I was in school. And there's, there's not much people with the name of Kirkens in Belgium. Uh, there's only a handful of people with that name. And the funny thing is that my mom's real name is also Kirkens. So my dad names Kirkens and my mom <laughs> names Kirkens as well. And they're not, they're not family, just a coincidence. And my mom is spelled uh, exactly the same way. Wow. The only uh, difference there is there's a C between the, the second K. So it's K-Y-C-K-E-N-S. So my family is named in the yellow pages, Kirkens, Kirkens. So that was always really funny for all the other kids. And uh, yeah, it was a funny thing because yeah, Kirkens means a chicken and he was always like, hey, chicken, little chicken. Little, so, yeah, I can imagine as a kid, yeah, they would pick on you for that yeah, one. Oh, yeah. kids are relentless. Well, it just makes you tougher and stronger, that's all. <laughs> it's, it's not that I'm traumatized by it. <laughs> not <laughs> well, at good. all. It was just... <laughs> It's just because you asked, and, and we talked about my last name a couple of minutes ago. Yeah, that I, uh, yeah, that it came yeah. up. Yeah, well, it's it's very unique. I'll tell the listeners it's spelled K U Y K E N S for his last name. So Bart, thanks for sharing a fun little story with us. Allow me to give you a proper introduction, and I'll let our listeners know I've been chasing this guy for a while. He is very busy. He's having a lot of fun, but I love the style of what he's doing. So let me give you a proper introduction, and we're going to dive into your life. Bart Kirkins is successfully navigated both the art world and commercial photography since the onset of his career. Following the global success of his hugely successful automotive art books, A Flat Six Love Affair, he has attracted the attention of world-class actors, musicians, and media personalities who became subjects of his grainy, visually rich, and powerful black and white portraits. His minimalist, analog-only approach makes him a sought-after professional in today's dynamic landscape of photography. His signature style is a bit edgy, It could be said to be a bit dark and sometimes maybe a little dirty, but it's always playful and a classy touch. Bart's photographed some of my past year, uh, past Cars Yeah guests, including Jesse Combs, Magnus Walker, and he's also photographed many celebrities, including a couple car guys, Jay Leno and Patrick Dempsey. We'll be back in just a minute to talk with Bart, but first a word from our valued sponsors. So give them a little listen. Hang on tight. We'll be right back. We're in Antwerp, Belgium, having fun with Bart. Be right back. 
Summer's here, thank goodness, and that means long, hot days. Covercraft's UVS custom sunscreens are quality made and are incredibly fast and easy to use. Your UVS sunscreen is custom tailored for your vehicle, and the accordion design ensures easy storage. Not only do they protect your dash and interior for maximum protection while parking in the sun, sunscreens keep your vehicle's interior significantly cooler. They're durable and dependable for years of use. I have one for all my vehicles and I use them every time I park my car when I'm not going to put the cover on. You can choose from a variety of colors including the original, their Premier Series and Carhartt designs. Your sunscreen is manufactured with the quality and attention to detail that's been the standard for Covercraft since 1965. And they make really great gifts too. Get your summer deal today if you use the code yeah 21 Y-E-A-H-21 at Covercraft.com. You'll get 10% off your Covercraft order. That's right. 10% off compliments of cars. Yeah. Simply use the code yeah 21 at checkout. Covercraft, protecting the things that move you. Get your own custom sunscreen today. I was tired of my rates for my collector car insurance going up every year for no explainable reason. My carrier seemed to be turning into a media company versus an insurance company. And I realized that a portion of my policy premium was paying for all those so-called free media goodies. So I did my homework. I talked to knowledgeable collectors, shopped around and discovered American Collectors Insurance. They've been serving the collector car hobby since 1976. You last that long by properly serving your customers insurance need, not with a lot of fluff. ACI is ranked the number one online collector car insurance provider according to Google, Trustpilot, Facebook, and they offer their real person guarantee live support. No never-ending phone loops when you need help. Plus, because you don't use your classic car as a daily driver, you could save up to 40% compared to regular auto insurance. American Collectors Insurance provides agreed value policies. So if you experience a total loss to your collector vehicle or it's stolen, you'll be paid the amount listed on your declaration page, less any deductibles, of course. No ifs, ands, or buts. Give them a call today and ask for your free quote at 866-A-C-I-Y-E-A-H. That's 866-224-9324. Tell them you're a friend of mine, Mark Greens, at Cars Yeah. American Collectors Insurance. Classic car insurance designed by collectors for collectors. All right, Bart, we're back. So I want to dive a little deeper into the corner here and talk about this career path. And and not only that, but as a photographer, you've taken a very specific path, if you will, in the style. And I love this because there are so many photographers out there, but a lot of it just looks like the same old stuff or the same great stuff, I'll say, because a lot of it is fantastic. But you've taken a whole different approach. So Talk to us a little bit about how you got into this field and then dive a little deeper into why you've taken this very unique path, this stylized approach to what you do. Well, I think it started like seven, eight years ago. I picked up a Leica M series, which is an analog camera. I put in some film and I started taking pictures of my kids and about the neighborhood and you know how it goes. But at some point, I photographed a friend of mine from the Netherlands with his, with his Porsche. Pictures came out. I find they look 
funny in a way and, and, and with, with the grain and it was black and white. It was different than all the, the lovely color pictures you see from cars these days because there's a lot of and a bunch of really great uh, automotive photographers out there. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to do it in a different way. So I photographed my friend analog black and white and then from one came another one and another one. And at some point I had like five or six friends and I, I was thinking by myself why should i not try to make a book out of it you know you, you never yeah. know maybe maybe it works so i sat together with a with a friend who was a who was an editor and yeah we made we made a first book which was which was a guess you know uh because we made 911 copies oh that's cool <laughs> yeah yeah which is which is a lot of books when they drop them at your uh, from door. No kidding. Yeah, it's. Uh, it was like, oh my god, I'm never gonna sell those. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it was a success. Maybe because it was different. It was analog. It was black and white. It was not. Not every picture was sharp. And I photographed. And this is what most people don't do. I always like to photograph the people with their car, not the cars alone. Yes. But I, I like to photograph the people uh, as well. So, but maybe for for a lot of people, this was uh, something new. And then after the first book. Yeah, I decided to make a second one, uh, which was not the, the initial idea at all. Because at, if you see my books at the back of the first book, you see a P uh, from the P from Porsche, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was not the idea to make seven books. And the guy, my friend Jeroen, uh, who's the graphic designer, he said, why don't you make a second book with an O and then the R and then the S? <laughs> and I s- and I say, okay, I, I, I think I, I get it, but that means I have to make seven books. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and, sells, and sell all those books. And sell all these books, but because this was a tricky one for me, because I was thinking if I'm going to do the second book with the O and then the R, people going to realize, oh, it's going to be Porsche. It's going to be seven books, which is a lot of pressure yes. on my side, because if they're not selling, Right. I still have to make them because I cannot say to those people, okay, you have P or R now, you have four, <laughs> yeah. and then, yeah. and, and I'm sorry, I'm done. So <laughs> this is it. So I could have stopped with four books and, and, and do an N as the last one, and then you have porn. Oh, gosh. Would also, yeah, then would you'd also sell millions of them, and, but you'd have a yeah. lot of disappointed people, maybe. <laughs> yeah, disappointed people. So, so, but no. And now, fast forward, we are seven years later, and I'm working on my last book right now. Nice. Which is, which is quite emotional. Because, because, yeah, I've been doing this for seven years now. It's unbelievable how many people I met uh, on this journey, uh, how many friendships I made, how many, yeah, it, it's, inc- it's, it's incredible if you think about it. It's a testament to be careful what you wish for because you just might be successful at it. And I love the fact that it's evolved into something much greater and it's brought you basically around the world. I mean, there's videos. If you go to Bart's website, and I'll put a link to it on his show notes page here on the Cars yeah website, you'll see a lot of videos there as well of different people. And I was watching them last night and, you know, great celebrities like Jay Leno, but other people and other cars and things like that. I think it's absolutely fantastic. And when you look at what you're doing now, can you see other books in your future for other marks? Are you already thinking that far ahead? Um, yes and no. I, I I don't see myself as an automotive photographer. Uh, I see myself as a, as a photographer. And I'm, I don't want to do a series about Ferrari and then make another seven or eight, eight series. That's not the point. But what I do like is, for example, the Land Rover Defender, mm-hmm. which is a car most Porsche people like that car as well. You have to shoot in the outdoors. It's a little bit of adventure. And not a little bit. It's all about adventure. So I see myself doing a, a book about that as well. But for the rest, I, I, I feel that I 
I came to a point where I have to finish this this series and say, okay, this is it. It was nice. It was lovely, but I'm going to take a break now for one year, two years, shoot something else. And then maybe I come back and do another a book about Porsches. But yeah, I, I think as an artist, you have to always stretch. try to stretch. Yeah, to yeah. stretch yourself. And because in the beginning, it was, was difficult for me. I had to find my way. And But now it's it's a little bit... Yeah, I'm in my comfort zone, you know, yeah. even if I have to fly to whatever place on this planet and shoot the most amazing Porsche around, it's not that I'm getting really, really nervous about it. I'm still excited to shoot this car, of course, mm-hmm. because I'm, I'm always really excited to, to shoot to shoot cars and people. But, you know, what? I, after seven years, it started to be like you, you're getting used to it. And, well, and yeah. I don't I, I don't want to get used to things like, OK, it's going to be another day. So this is what I don't want. And and. I repeat, I don't have this at the moment. I'm still very, very excited to shoot, but I feel when it's finished, it's a nice project. It's something to look back at in a couple of years and say, hey, this was, this was nice. And I'm grateful for, for all the people I met because you also realize you don't make it on your own. Without right. the help of people, a lot of different people, yeah. you're going nowhere. So I, I, I've been lucky to meet people like Jeff Swart, to meet people like John Benton, who bring you from one place to another host say oh maybe maybe i know this guy you can call him with my regards and then because I, i'm i'm just a little guy from Antwerp, belgium how do you shoot jelen how do you shoot jeleno if you people ask me how do you shoot jeleno i say yeah that's that's a long a long story but yeah i met someone or i photographed someone in la who said maybe you should shoot bruce meyer and yeah. then i went to see bruce meyer and then i said to bruce meyer no, Bruce Meyer asked me, who do you want to shoot? And I said, yeah, Jay Leno would be a dream. And he picked up his phone and he called, and he called. Jay Leno. Yeah. So it's like that. And then you realize you, you always need you need people and help from other people yeah. to make to achieve uh, and to do great, great things. And, and I'm really grateful for that. Yeah, I, I will always be grateful for, for, for those things. Well, it's a great thing about the car industry and the car hobby. It, it really is about the people. Uh, I've learned that over and over and over again. Did you self-publish these books or did you have a publisher you worked with? No, I do it by myself. Yourself, yeah. Well, yeah, it's another great yeah. thing we can do these days that you couldn't do in the past. And so that people can go out and create anything and look where it took Bart. So if you have this inspiration, listeners, to create something, go on and do it. Uh, there's so many ways to be creative these days, self-publish, uh, you could be a podcaster. I mean, there's all different things that you can do and you never know who you may end up with, like me talking with Bart in Antwerp today, which is pretty darn cool. What's your favorite, as you've evolved through this process, what's the favorite thing about it? Is is it the people you've met? Has that been the best part? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Because because as I told you, I'm not a, I'm not a, of course I like cars in general and of course i like the porsches and i i drive one myself but i'm not i'm not a specialist in terms of 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 yeah uh, i'm not i'm not a car nut as they say i'm not a car freak as they say so for me it's all about the people that i meet along the way and they become friends or some of them became really really good friends we go on holiday together we call every week we nice. send texts so that's really amazing how you connect with people and and you create a bond with people so the most rewarding thing for me uh, besides the traveling is uh, is to meet the new people yeah absolutely and and to make the new friendships yeah absolutely what or who has been a driving inspiration for you because as an artist when you think about being a photographer Many people look at other photographers and go, wow, that's really beautiful. I like that. I don't like that. I'd like to change this, whatever. Has there been an influential mentor in your life? 
Yeah, and it's it. I've been asked this question many times, and my answer is always the same. Uh-huh. And it's without a doubt, it's Anton Corbijn. It's a Dutch photographer. He's nothing to do with cars, but he's uh, yeah, he's shooting portraits from rock stars, from from yeah, U2, Rolling Stones, Nikkei, if you name them, he's on them all. Uh, Deepesh Mode, and he's been an inspiration for me for many many years because of his style. Is shoots analog most of the time he shoots black and white his pictures are grainy uh, most of the time his pictures are not really sh- sharp sharp 100 so you see this imperfection in his images which i really i really like this and i've been inspired by him for for many years and i the thing is you don't try to copy but you need an example yes to start with and then you you you, you try to uh, reproduce things he did like okay this angle or this angle or and you, you try to reproduce and by doing this after a while you create your own signature style this is something really important for for young photographers if you want to shoot uh, or want to do something whatever you want to do you you try to create your own signature style in whatever you do and then try to master it uh, until yeah until you, you, the best you can do right because i, I see sometimes people struggling with photography and it's because they do everything at the same time. They want to be a, another model photographer, but they want to do weddings as well. And then they want to do shooting pictures of the moon and then pictures of their kids. It's too much. If you want to shoot pictures of the moon, yeah, great. But then only shoot pictures of the moon and try to be the best in, in what you do. And I, I think that's the way to go. It's great advice. And, and I'll I'll let the listeners know, uh, you can look up Anton's work. His last name is C-O-R-B-I-J-N. And again, just Google that and you'll see a, a marvelous selection of, of his very raw black and white natural style, which is absolutely beautiful uh, and very different and so forth. But you've offered some some really great advice, which is going to semi-answer my qu- next question for people that are going into this path of photography. And I think it's a really, really splendid idea. Focus on one thing for a while and really work on mastering that. And then you can evolve into other things. But for you, you talk about analog and picking up this camera uh, in this world of digital and Photoshop and everything we do. For you, does the analog analog use of the cam use of the analog camera i should say provide an extra challenge in a way it's an extra challenge but on the other side is for me it feels natural uh to me because if i shoot digital i have a digital camera of course but i hardly use it and when i use it i overuse it and i mean i shoot way too much pictures mm-hmm. if i if i use it for a car shoot i i come home with like five six seven hundred pictures and think, oh my god yeah now you've got to edit all those <laughs> And then I have to select 10. This is such a pain. And then I realize those 700 pictures are not better than, than the... Normally, I shoot two rolls of film, mm-hmm. uh, which is 36 pictures on a roll, 72 pictures for a shoot, which is not much. But I realize when I shoot analog, I look different mm-hmm. through, through the finder. Yeah. My concentration is there. I'm in this flow. The pictures look better. If I'm digital, I, I just click to click and so for me it's not working uh, there's also too many buttons on this camera for too many settings which it's it's annoying for me it gives me stress and with an analog camera especially the leica or the, or the hasselblad it's very easy to use yeah. you put it on and you have two or three settings and that's it and 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 that's for me that's for me the way to go and then yeah the, the big excitement for me is the the time between you shoot and you see the pictures Mm. Because you shoot the pictures and then you have to send them and they develop them. And then there's like, let's say, 10 days or two weeks between them. And then you get the pictures back and then you start to uh, 
uh, do your selection. And then there's yeah, two weeks in between. So you, you're kind of out of out of touch from it. Yeah. Out separated. of touch from it. So yeah, it separates. So you see them in a different way because if I shoot digital, I'm the same. I'm coming home. First thing I do, I put the SD card in my computer because I want to see them right away. And most of the time it's not a good idea to, to look at them right away because then you're, yeah, then I feel like I'm, I'm drawn to choose a picture because it took me a lot of efforts, for example, because I had to climb on a, on a, on a, on a roof and I say, okay, I need to take this picture because I had to do the effort to, to go up the roof and, and stuff like this. I see. So, um, but when there's two weeks in between, you're, you detach yourself from, from the, the moments uh, and then you, you can see, you see it in a different way. But on the other hand, if, if I see my pictures one or two or three years later, uh, when I go to my books now, then I'm thinking also like, oh my God, why did I choose this one? I should have taken <laughs> this, this one. Because you grow as an artist and you grow uh, in your, yeah, it's called evolution, I think. And, and yeah. I really think that the digital camera and especially mobile cameras on phones have really dumbed down not only our picture taking, but also the viewers that see pictures. Because I believe people have come to accept worse photos as being good photos because there's such a proliferation of imagery out there now and so that everything just kind of looks good and I believe in some ways without artists like yourself and many I've had hundreds of photographers on the show without their eye and their expertise and their use of light and the different techniques they use that the viewers have just kind of accepted stuff that's not so good as good. And we really, as a viewer, need to take a step back and study photography more, I think, and start to see why things like what Bart is doing are so special. Because you'll start to realize, wow, that's really different. What's making it different? And then maybe I can take that to even my phone and do it in there in some way. And a lot of it is just taking the time to really see what we're looking at. Let's take a short break. We come back. I want to talk to you about a big challenge in your photography. So sit tight and we'll be right back. What began as a charitable car show has grown into the world's greatest collector car auctions, raising over $133 million for charitable organizations to date. For nearly 50 years, automotive enthusiasts from all over the world have enjoyed the Barrett-Jackson Collector Car Auctions. And I'm a huge fan. Regarded as the barometer of the collector car industry, their auctions are world-class lifestyle events where thousands of the world's most sought-after unique and valuable automobiles cross the block in front of a global audience, in person, on TV, or streamed online. Barrett-Jackson produces the world's greatest collector car auctions in Scottsdale, Arizona, Palm Beach, Florida, Las Vegas, Nevada, and new for 2021, Houston, Texas. The excitement of Barrett-Jackson auctions is contagious, and a unique experience is not to be missed. And be sure to visit BarrettJackson.com today. Barrett-Jackson, the world's greatest collector car auctions. I've discovered Linkage. It's a new quarterly publication and website that covers the automotive market, driving, restoring, collecting, and discovering your passion for motor vehicles. Linkage is about experiences opinions, and values. Linkage is an actual, informed, reasoned opinion based on first-hand experiences. A talented Linkage team covers the automotive world, the people who share your passion and mine, smart, considered, rational, 
and experienced opinions, ones you can learn from and grow. That includes our passion that drives auctions and the collector car market. So come with me and join us on this journey. And be sure to use the code CARSYEAH when you subscribe, and they'll give you $10 off. Boom! Linkage, geared for the automotive life. Subscribe today at LinkageMag.com. So when you think about what you're doing, Bart, maybe what's one or two of the biggest challenges that you face in creating the imagery that you create? For me, it was uh, traveling, leaving my comfort zone, because my... I think my first two or even three books I photographed within Europe and everything was within reach. Like, okay, I go there with the car, I stay there overnight and I come back the next day or I'm traveling for three, four days. But everything f- felt like safe because I-, I suffered for a long time with anxiety. And for me, taking a plane and going to the States or to Japan or, or whatever place was like, mm, I'm not going to do that because I- I'm going to have to sit in the plane for 11 hours, getting anxiety. So no, I skip it. And I was thinking... Yeah, people are going to buy the books anyway, and I can shoot seven books. You can shoot 500 books in Europe if you want, because there's there's always people with, with a nice car. But at some point, I realized, and I said, okay, if I want to grow as an artist, if I want to grow as a human being, I have to step out of my comfort zone and take this plane and put my ass on this plane and go to L.A., yeah. which I did. And I didn't take a plane for 20 years. For really? T- <laughs> yeah, for, yeah, for 20 years, I didn't take a plane. And I booked the plane and I say, I'm going to Los Angeles. Uh, and it's an 11 hour flight from the Netherlands. And I can tell you, and this is maybe my, my second secret, <laughs> before I got into this, this plane, yeah. I texted my mom and my kiddos uh, to say, it was not like a goodbye, but say, hey guys, you know, I love you. Yeah. And <laughs> I'll text you when I'm on, your, on if, the other side. If I get to the other side. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, wow. And, yeah. And of course, of course, nothing happened because it's all in, in between the years. And I, and I got to LA for the first time. And yeah, for me, it opened my, my world and it was a new experience. And I had to, yeah, I had to try to feel safe and comfortable well, uh, on the other side of the world as well. And then, yeah, from there on, I never looked back and I, kept on traveling for the last three, four years, almost nonstop. And it's also something you have to learn is that you're, because people only see your thing on Instagram and say, hey, this guy is there and they're having fun again. Yeah, of course. But you spend a lot of time alone on a plane or alone in a hotel room. And sometimes it's lonely as well. Uh, Um, And this is something, it's mentally uh, challenging sometimes because yeah, the first three days, it's a lot of fun. But after three weeks from home, you start to miss your kiddos. Oh, yeah. And then oh, yeah. or you miss a, a party uh, from the kiddos. And then you're sitting there, you have the nine-hour difference. So it, it's mentally challenging as well. And this was, for me, something I, I really wanted to do because, say, oh, my God, I, I, I really need this to grow and to get yeah, to start. Also, it helped my photography as well because you start to see things in a different way. And I think this is interesting and I can... I can advise everybody if you have the the time and the and the money is there to travel. Yeah, then travel. go and travel yeah. And, yeah. and and travel alone. Especially when you're traveling alone, that's where you learn learn the most. Gives you a whole new perspective on a lot of things. I used to travel Europe a lot uh, and Asia, and uh, it gave me a whole new perspective on a lot of things. Uh, uh, the best thing for me it was 
people that no matter where you go in the world, people are pretty much the same, despite what maybe social media or the news wants to tell us that we're all different and maybe we shouldn't like each other, that people are pretty much the same. They want to have safety for their family. They want to raise their children or create a life for themselves. uh, And they really aren't out to hurt you. They're out to, uh, to, uh, to help others as well, which is great thing about people. When you look ahead at this career of yours you've created in photography, do you have a big, maybe a bucket list item in the next few years you'd really like to accomplish now that your Porsche books are almost there? Yeah. One thing is I'm, I've been working uh, for a couple of months. Uh, we've been in talks with UNICEF mm-hmm. um, because I have an event coming up in, in September in the UK, which is going to be the biggest event in history in terms of cars and art at the same time in, in one place. Nice. It's, it's called Sleeping with Art. And I'm going to have the print of the, the Rod Emery chassis uh, that I photographed. This big print is, is for sale there, and all the money is going to UNICEF. Oh, wow. Nice. Yeah, it's a charity thing. I, I felt like I have to do this for myself. and, and Yeah. Yeah, but by meeting those people of UNICEF, we, we started to talk about making a book about, about something else. And maybe I'm going to go to a place where... People in need, especially kids, are, yeah. and I want to to show them, photograph them, and make a book out of it, and then the the, oh, nice. the profits will profits will go to to uh, to charity to UNICEF as well. But what I wanted to say about that is, it's it's going to be again something totally out of my comfort zone mm-hmm. because it's going to be yeah poor country. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to sleep in fancy hotels, so right. it's for me something so, something totally different, which I'm not used to it at all. So, and I really want to do that. To stretch myself again, because it's a it's an addictive thing. Once you start stretching yourself, you realize, whoa, I'm I'm growing as a human being and as an artist, and you want you want more, or at least I want I want more. So this is tremendous. You are going to uh, find it life changing, I believe. Uh, my son, when he was in high school, started a philanthropic group through World Bicycle Relief, and he and five other six or seven other students raised money to be able to go to Africa and build bikes there and not give them away. They've learned that uh, they sell them, but they're very, very inexpensive. They're like $5, but they found that when people have to pay something for something, even if it's very small amount, they value it more. And they provided bicycles to people that lived in very rural areas of Africa. These are people that live in huts with dirt floors, but their children didn't have ways to get to school or they didn't have a way to get their goods to market so they could feed their families. And he came back changed from that experience of seeing people live in a very different way than what he was used to and what he had experienced in his life. And it was profound. And he wanted to travel more. He wanted to see more of the world. Definitely, it'll change your life. And and my hat's off to you for doing this because what UNICEF does to help and especially kids of the same passion as you with helping young kids around the world try to have better lives. Bravo to you. My hat's off to you, my friend. That's absolutely fantastic. Thank you. You're welcome. You mentioned that you like to drive Porsches. My listeners know Porsche is my car of choice. I've had Porsches for many, many years. When you look back at your vehicles in your life, is there one car that really stands out for you? Um, or maybe it's the Porsche you drive today. The Porsche I drive today is it's, it's the one from 1970. It's the one I, I I kept for the for the longest time. I had over the years, I think I'm 27 or 28 Porsches. But wow. I have to explain. I have <laughs> to explain the story to you. I never had those at the same time because I don't have the money for that. So I, I always have one or two, sometimes three. 
cars around, but if I want another one, I have to sell one. And this is also a part of the game, and it's a lot of fun to chase another car. And uh, now I'm down to two. I have the 1970 911. I have a 944S2. But yeah, sometimes I'm thinking about the 914, but then, then one car has to go. Because I, I, I don't want to spend all the money on the cars because I like the traveling too much and uh, and other stuff. And if, like like I said before, I, I do my own books. So if I want to make another book, I have to invest in the book. Right. I have to invest in the traveling, in the development of the film. All the money goes in there before I sell a book. So I have to be a little bit careful that I'm not spending stupid money on a, another car that you basically don't, don't need. <laughs> I understand. You, you, you can only drive one, but... Uh, I understand. You know, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, Porsches are a wonderful mark, and I've had a lot of 911s myself, and they're so much fun. And yeah, uh, usually I've had to sell one to buy the next one, and the next one, and the next one. And they all have the same feeling, but they're all different, and they're all unique. And of course, the 944, a great car as well. So I think that's very cool. I want to crawl into your head a little bit here. Since you're a creative guy, this will be an interesting interesting place to go, Bart. If you were manifest as a vehicle, not what you want to be, but you are actually a vehicle, your personal attributes in a vehicle, what would you be and why? If I would be a vehicle? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, uh, yeah, maybe I want to be a Land Rover Defender. Um, and why, why is that? Bec because it's an adventure. Yeah, because you never know what you get with a Land Rover. <laughs> and with me, it's a little bit the same. I think I have my 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 ups and downs in my my I have my mood swings. So and I think a Land Rover has has its mood swings <laughs> yeah, as well. But do, same same <laughs> same goes for a Porsche. Yeah, uh, they're reliable. But I think a Land Rover maybe is a little bit less reliable. I don't know. <laughs> I, I see it, but it's the same with a Porsche. When you get in an old Porsche, you you know you're going to suffer a little bit. <laughs> but when you come back after a week, it was so much fun, and then. The car fits like a jeans, and it's yeah. it's it's a lovely experience. But you also suffer a little bit because you say, "Oh my God, it's it's low, it's 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 loud." You have the smell, so so yeah. I understand. So I don't know. <laughs> maybe, maybe I want to be a Land Rover. Maybe I want to be an old Porsche. I don't know. I definitely don't want to be a Tesla. Uh, <laughs> but that's although it's great cars, but I don't feel like like I'm a Tesla. I understand. Well, I always ask my guests about a favorite book. I wanted to reiterate, if you go to Bart's website, I'll put a link to that. It's very easy. Bart Kierkens, K-U-Y-K-E-N-S.com. You'll see the books there. You can buy the whole selection or pick any of them, all volume, all seven volumes. Uh, fantastic there. Is there maybe another book in addition to yours that you've read that you've really enjoyed that you might share with our listeners? Uh, I'm, I'm a, the last couple of years, I'm a big book buyer, but I, I forget to, <laughs> you forget I, I to buy read them. them. <laughs> I forget to read them. But, I understand. Um, I understand. It's hard to read all of them. Maybe there's just one you'd like to share. Well, I'm a big fan of, of, it's a Japanese writer. His name is Haruki Murakami. Uh, maybe you've heard of him and it's a, yeah, it's a fantastic writer. His books are very easy to read. It's not mm -hmm. too complicated, but most of his books are about everyday life experience. But he, he writes them in, in such a fantastic way. It's really a joy to read. And yeah, that's my, if I have to pick one, that's my favorite at the moment. It's, um, yeah, Haruki Murakami. And yeah, you should, if you have the time, you should definitely, 
look into one of his books. Look into his books. Um, yeah. Ha- yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll make sure I put a link to him. It's pretty easy to spell Haruki, H-A-R-U-K-I, and then Murakami, M-U-R-A-K-A-M-I. Yep. He's even got a little bit of a car reference there, Mira, <laughs> even though it's spelled different yeah. than Lamborghini Mira. Uh, but yeah, excellent writer. We're going to take one more short break, and then I want to take you on what I like to call your ultimate drive, Bart. So sit tight. We'll be right back. Did you know that Cars Yeah! is in the top 1% of all podcasts based on listenership, according to Libsyn, the premier RSS feed for podcasts in the United States? That's right. And Cars Yeah! is the only five-day-a-week automotive-focused podcast for you to get your message into the ears of thousands of listeners daily from all over the world. Plus, DuPont Registry recommended Cars Yeah! is one of their top 10 car podcasts for you to enjoy. Cars yeah has experienced tremendous growth, plus your ads are evergreen, meaning they never go away. And more and more listeners find Cars yeah every day for their daily dose of automotive inspiration. Do you want to expose your brand to a highly targeted list of automotive enthusiasts in a very unique and very personal way? Well, I can help you. Contact me, Mark Green, at mark at carsyeah.com or through the website at carsyeah.com today to learn more. Here at Cars Yeah, it's all about inspiration. And our charity of choice is TechForce Foundation, where it's all about making a positive difference in young people's lives. TechForce helps young adults discover their talents and passions for all things automotive, with a mission of helping students develop a career as a professional technician. TechForce awards nearly $2 million in scholarships every year for students to pursue technical education, and they support hands-on activities, events, and mentorships across the country, working to change the outdated perceptions of these careers. Autotechs are in high demand, but the supply of qualified technicians is critically short. They need your help to fuel their mission. Learn more and join me in supporting them at techforce.org. All right, we're going to go on the ultimate drive here, Bart. So this is the deal. You get to pick any vehicle in the world that you're driving. You get to pick a passenger or more uh, who that person would be. Could be somebody living or somebody who's passed. Uh, what would your ultimate drive look like? Oh, and where would you be driving? Um, I, w- I think I would take my own car. Okay. Your 911? Yeah, I would t- I'd take my 911 from 1970 because I feel comfortable. And uh, yeah, I would take that one. Where would I drive? Phew, that's a difficult one because... We have the Black Forest in Germany, which is really beautiful. Yeah. Um, on the other hand, you have, yeah, you have in California, you have the Pacific Coast Highway, mm-hmm. which I've done a couple of times, which is beautiful as well. There's a lot of beautiful roads, as in Europe. Yeah, maybe I go for Europe and I go for the, yeah, for the mountains in Europe. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, Italy, uh, Austria, oh, yeah. yeah, France, beautiful, just beautiful. Who would I take? Um, <laughs> if it would be a living person, then I would love to do this trip with my two sons, but not now because they're too young uh, and they're going to be playing at their iPads all the time, uh, <laughs> look, looking for Pokemons. So but maybe when they're like 20, 22 uh-huh. and then share the experience, but yeah, maybe they're not interested in cars, so so I don't know. Yeah. Um, I always wanted to take, and maybe it sounds stupid, but maybe I always want to take my mom. She's 75, and I always want to say, let's go for a drive. But yeah. she's 
she's just she's just want to she's just afraid in the car even if you drive in second in, in first or second gear because <laughs> sure. it makes so much noise say, oh my god stop yeah, um, yeah. so she's gonna get a heart attack but um, and if it would be a, a person who who passed away already then i think it will be a lot of fun with johnny cash oh uh, my gosh yeah <laughs> yeah to be on the road with him but then it would i would go for the states because he knows where to go and then yeah Maybe Johnny drive roads. Cash, yeah, have him sing a few songs while you're while you're driving. Yeah, he can um, take the guitar, sing a couple of songs, have a couple of beers. Um, although I'm not drinking, but for him, I will, I will start drinking. Um, <laughs> and I, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I think so. Well, it sounds like some uh, a couple ultimate drives there that sound quite marvelous. Well, you've uh, you've shared some great times with us today, and I want to thank you for uh, spending some time with me today and, and coming on the show. Before I let you go, could you maybe offer our listeners a parting word of wisdom, advice, a success quote, or maybe a mantra that has meaning for you? Um, what, I, what I learned is that my, my parents were always really uh, down to earth and really uh, they, they stayed all their life in the same village and not taking too much risks because they were they were brought up like this. But I realized in life that you have to take you have to take risks and you have to, at some point you have to jump. If you want to be uh, a photographer, an artist, whatever you want to be, at some point you have to say, okay, I go for it, I jump. And you have to make sacrifices because you can't do it all. Uh, you, you cannot keep spending your money on, on everything and traveling and everything at the same time. So if you want to be a photographer, in my case, I, I jumped at some point and I say, this is it, this is what I want to do. Um, and I sacrificed a lot of other things that I don't do anymore, but it is what it is. And, and you have to do it like that. You have to wake up early, uh, work long days, uh, keep going. Um, and that's, that's the way to go. I think, especially these days, because there's so much opportunity for everybody uh, with the social media and everything that, that you have to stand out in what you do. Yes. So, and, and, and everybody can stand out in something. You just have to keep believing keep going um get inspired by other people and and don't yeah yeah don't, take risk. don't let nobody take risks and not let nobody tell you not to do stuff for whatever reason especially if you're young you have your, your whole life in front of you so you can take risks you can even lose a little bit of money and you have all the time in the world to to pay it back to whoever or whatever that's that's my advice great advice what are the many ways people can learn more about you bart yeah, Instagram uh, website. Uh, I, if people, yeah, if if people want to send me a message or give me a call, I'm open for that. I, I do that sometimes, and then people just want to have a chat for 15, 20 minutes, and then I'm then I just share my 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 time and my wisdom, whatever you want to call it. If I can help them, I'm more than happy to help them because I I had this help from other people as well over over the years. So if I can help young people with with something, I'm I'm more than happy. To share what I what I know um, as well. I make sure I put those links on Bart's show notes page in the Cars yeah website so you can find him. Follow him on Instagram. You can go to his website. Again, you can buy his books. You can buy prints. There's all sorts of great eye candy there. So uh, pull up to your desk or your laptop or your device and uh, you're going to be there a while enjoying the imagery that Bart has created. I want to do a shout out and a thank you to a couple people that introduced me to Bart. Uh, Carl Noakes, who's uh, become a quite a, a wonderful photographer here in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, also long, also Tamir Moscovici, who has been on the show, and Andre Bezwedenow, which I 
butchered his last name, but Andre, thank you for introducing mm-hmm. me to, to Bart. Uh, really, really appreciate it. Bart, thank you for being so generous today with your time and sharing your amazing photography. I'm so glad that we got to talk. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.